My name is Raven, professional wrestling superstar, former world heavyweight champion, and I want you to choose your four. This is the innovator of violence, Tommy Dreamer, and I want you to choose your four. Hello, pro wrestling Rushmore. This is Lanny Poppo, formerly the genius of WWE. Hello, this is the hardcore legend Mick Foley. Yes, it is, and I want you to choose your four. Pro Wrestling Rushmore. It's Pro Wrestling's Rushmore. This is Pro Wrestling Rushmore. Quote the Raven, nevermore. Ian from Squared Circle History, and I want you to choose your four. It's Pro Wrestling Rushmore. Welcome to the only podcast that chooses a topic and allows you, the listeners, to decide who ends up on our ultimate Mount Rushmore at the end of the episode. And this episode's topic is the Mount Rushmore of Steel Cage Matches. Joining me for this episode is the often imitated but never duplicated Brian! What's up, Ian? What's up, guys? Also joining me are, well, first off, Pat R., the superstar, who's always, or just about always here. He's in the studio here. Also, my literal brothers, my literal bros. Blood bros. Shep from Shepland is here, and Hunter Scott is here as well. Hi! So that, that is the voice of Hunter Scott, and he's going to be, uh, he's yeah. going to be giving us some insight onto his, uh, wrestling knowledge. Yeah, wrestling. Uh, so, Brian, are you wearing a wrestling shirt this week? Uh, surprisingly, I am. I know. What do you got on? I got uh, the Villain Club Marty Skrull shirt Skrull on. Villain. Well, that's nice. That's nice. I know he got. You know he's got canceled. Yes, he he has been canceled, but you know he's still trying to make an effort with his cats and stuff. His cats. Yeah, I, I, I saw him on Instagram with his cat, and I don't know, trying to uh, save face, I guess, by. Having an animal in, in the shot the, with him. Likes to pet the pussy. That was the problem in the first place. Oh. Uh, the shirt that I'm wearing is um, my WrestleBuds exclusive ECW Matter of Respect shirt. Sandman and Tommy Dreamer. Cool shirt. Covered in blood. Yeah. Like Kendall sticks covered in blood, too. Yeah, look at that, huh? What about that time Pat met uh, Tommy Dreamer? Oh, at the PAL. At the PAL, yeah, and he had the, the Kendo stick with him and all that. He did, and uh, it's funny because you know Pat really wants to meet somebody when he like you know goes up to him and like shakes their hand and yeah. all this because he you know he wanted to meet Del Wilkes a lot. Yeah, and uh, he had the opportunity a bunch of times, and unfortunately, Pat three times I think it was, and you guys were making eye contact while you know, and you just couldn't do it. I mean, should have bought it autograph, and now it's too late. But under the mask, was it really Del Wilkes or was it uh, you know Sal Sincere? I know because he's still he's still uh, out there. With that gimmick. Right. He's he's still doing shows as the Patriot. I just saw a picture, again on Instagram the other day, of him, and he was holding the mask. I hope it's him. 
I hope it's him, and I hope, you know, we'll go to another show where, you know, Pat just sees him and yeah. keeps walking again. <laughs> That's what he does. What he it's crazy, because Pat, you can't spell Patriot without Pat. I went to a tent sale with Pat. Let me Let's tell you go. something about Pat. <laughs> <coughs> well, I, went to, I went to a Red Sox tent sale with Patrick one time. Yeah. And there was a John Lackey t-shirt. And I was like, I really, you know, that's a cool looking t-shirt. Red, white, and blue. It's really cool. It was $2. $2. Like, he was like, you know, I don't like his face. I'm not going to do it. $2. I'm not going to do it. It's $2, Pat. Because he didn't like on. his face. I respect that. I wow. do. Because right. you know what? I could have bought the shirt for $2, but I really didn't either. Because he convinced me that John Lackey looks like a fart sniffer. A fart sniffer? He does. He's just oh, like, all right. you know, <laughs> looks like he just follows people and like sniffs their farts. I don't Fantastic. like his face either. Fantastic. I'm wearing a, wearing a Steve Brule shirt. Yeah. It, it's not a wrestling shirt, but it's all right. It says Bringo on it. Bringo, Dr. Steve Brule. Yes. Mm. One of John C. Riley's best characters. Oh, the right best. There. The best. All right. And of course, the lovely and talented Sarah is not here because she's applying her lovely talents somewhere else. Well, with her regular job. <laughs> she's cheating on us? <laughs> I guess in this case she is. She acts like she doesn't get paid for this. <laughs> Jesus. I know, huh? Unbelievable, Sarah. Well, with all that said, let's begin construction on the Mount Rushmore of Steel Cage Matches. Our first list, as always, is from Pat R. the Superstar. He's got Brett the Hitman Hart versus the King of Hearts Owen Hart from SummerSlam 94. Magnum T.A. versus Tully Blanchard from Starcade 85. Kurt Angle versus Chris Benoit from Raw, June 2001. And The Ultimate Warrior versus Ravishing Rick Rude from SummerSlam 1990. Brian, we all know that you love the Hart family. So can we all agree that Bret Hart versus Owen Hart is the greatest steel cage match of all time? No. No! Not of all time. Not of all time. Okay. I mean, yes, it's a good match, great match. Yeah. It's not that I don't hate. I don't like the Hart family per se. I don't like one man yeah. from the Hart family. I see. I'm cool with Bruce. I'm cool with Bruce. I'm cool with with, with Wayne. I'm cool with, cool with. Was there a Wayne? Was there a Wayne? There was a Wayne. Yeah. All right. You Smith. Know, Smith. Smith's the best. Uh, <laughs> Bobby Heenan from Survivor Smith. What a stupid name. No, it was Bruce. Oh, it was Bruce? Yes. Oh, okay. He Sorry, like Bruce. Because <laughs> Bruce was wrestling, right? Smith wasn't wrestling That's in that right. match. Wasn't I it? didn't know if it was like they, they, they panned like to the family in the crowd. Well, they did. Oh, no, well, they did, but he, that wasn't when he said it was a stupid okay, name. So Bruce was a stupid right. name. I All liked right. when he called Helen, you know, the bear on Stu's jacket. Uh, was... <laughs> the Bruins jacket, yeah. Look, wow. he's got a picture of Helen on his back. <laughs> that was... That was probably Bobby Heenan's best commentary performance. That was really good. And it was right? his last pay-per-view with the company. Oh, I didn't realize that. Yeah, after that he went to WCW. Damn, man. But Brett and Owen, Brett and Owen, SummerSlam 94, you had this this huge feud that has been going on, brother versus brother. Owen saying he's living in Brett's shadow, then he beats him at WrestleMania 10, then he wins the King of the Ring. But now Brett's the world champion and Owen wants his shot. So here they are, battling it out. Great match. Like Unbelievable said, match. Superplex off the top of the cage. How about that ending there where they're both climbing down the side and mm. Owen gets his legs stuck in the bars. Yeah, and... well, that's what he gets for uh, kicking his kicking Brett's leg out of his leg. I know. He got his own leg there, huh? stuck, you know. But, this man, that's a good list. And there's, there's matches on there that I'm like, wow, damn, 
I didn't put that on my list, and I really should have. Yeah. Maybe well, I'll change my list at the end. What about Magnum and Tully from Star Trek? That's what I'm saying. That's exactly exactly the match I'm referring to. I mean, me and my brothers, or my brothers and I, we yeah. were uh, we were watching that earlier today, and uh, such an intense, intense match. You believe this. You believe the whole feud. You believe them when they're throwing the right hands at one another. Well, yeah, because uh, the feud went on for so long, didn't it? It did. How long did that feud last? Probably not as long as you think. Like, really? when it really was just Magnum and Tully, it was probably only a couple months. Really? But prior to that, like, Magnum just, like, battling with, you know, the horsemen. But that's what I'm saying. Yeah. So, like, that was the, was, was that the blow-off, that was the blow-off match, wasn't Pretty it? much, yeah. All right, but see, I, I consider that still feuding with that guy when you're feuding with the faction. Okay. Because it's kind of like, you know, even though Tully wasn't, quote, the boss... You know what I mean? We all know oh, Flair was. Oh, come on. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, look for any reason to do this now. <laughs> I'll leave. <laughs> anyway. I can take over. So, Tully was like, you know, he wasn't the boss, but that was the culmination of the feud. Sure. Was to get Tully. And he was just so, like, sleazy, the way, you know. Yeah. Was, the way he was, you know, it was easy to hate. Yes. Hunter, what were your thoughts on that match? I mean, even, like, not talking about the storyline, that's, it's one of my favorite matches of all time. Um, I, I agree that it's believable, it's intensely physical, so, I mean, maybe not violent by today's wrestling standards, but, I mean... Well, think about it, there was a lot of blood in that There was match. a lot of blood. Didn't someone get stabbed in the eye? Stabbed, yeah, with the... Uh, uh, almost. With the, uh... The ice pick. Was it ice pick? No, oh, it was a that... piece of the wooden chair. Yeah, oh, yeah that's what it was. It, that's... It, it's kind of... It's pretty violent, Hunter. It's very violent. <laughs> Even by face standards. Say it! I, I... Tully, ha- yes! Yes! I, I, I have high standards for violence. High standards for violence. <laughs> but I, that's a lot American of... American History X. He must have loved that FMW documentary on voice. <laughs> I... They, like, that match has a lot of the stuff that I look for in a wrestling match. The believability, the physicality. You know, it doesn't feel too, you know, overly choreographed. It's just, it's like a good physical wrestling match. Two rough, rugged horses battling it out. Slobber knocker. And that's another, that, that's another thing that I think we should, uh, we should discuss, like, a steel cage match. Is that the ultimate gimmick match right there? A steel cage match, be all end all. You have a, a, a bitter few that you need to settle. Lock them inside a cage. It used to be. It used yeah. to be. I and mean, now, what's a cage? Now you still have people coming down, interfering, and yeah. you know, all that. Shit. Even Hell in a Cell, they tried to make Hell in a Cell the new match, the right. new match that settle feuds. But then when you start having disqualifications inside Hell in a Cell, the very first Hell in a Cell. Kane took down the door. He did. So it's he did. Like, what yes. the hell, man? Yes, so. You just ruined the whole gimmick right there. <laughs> but it was still pretty awesome. That was it great, was great. That was That's great gotta moment. be Kane. That's gotta be Kane. But, yeah, but you can... ruined your own gimmick, though, right? Yeah. If you think about it, uh, like why not? All right, so have oh. like someone come down from the ceiling, hell in a cell, like Kane come down, and just like yeah. you know stomp out the top of the, the cage. You know, have him come through the door and just rip off the door, rip the door off the hinges. Yeah, all right, you're strong. Big, strong man. You know what I mean? But, like, come on. Anyway, what's I next? Know. I hear you. 
Not uh, and, and another thing, yeah. another thing that we need to mention is that this is the Mount Rushmore of steel cage matches. It's not the Mount Rushmore of Hell in a Cell or Elimination Chamber or triple cages or exploding cage matches. No, we're talking about four walls. Four walls. In some cases, six walls, but we'll get to that. Oh, no. Someone but, put that. A few. Hunter, did you put that? All right, thank God. <laughs> Hunter, I mean, Shepard. Yeah. Hunter, Hunter. Uh, so the next one on Pat R's list here, we've got Kurt Angle and Chris Benoit. Do you remember that one, Brian? I do, but the only thing I remember from that one is the moonsault off the cage, moonsault. which I think that's the reason is on it's on the list, right? But what about the uh, the swan dive headbutt off the top by Benoit? I, I don't remember it. I mean, you have, you have two two of the greatest technical wrestlers of all time put into uh, an environment that they're really not used to, but they were uh, they delivered that that episode of Raw. It wasn't even on a pay per view. It was Raw. Yeah, the memory isn't what it used to be. That I do remember that yeah. that moonsault. It was awesome. Well, may I suggest you take the time to go back and watch that match at some point because it's phenomenal. Sure. What, what was the date on that? Yeah, sometime in June. Oh, that's great. It's June, June two thousand one. Yeah, it was All on right, Raw. Well, that helps. <laughs> pick, like, well, you got June. four options here. Well, that's fine, <laughs> but you gave me June, sometime in June. Like, all right. Well, okay, June two thousand one. Perfect. Raw. All right. Before King of the Ring, because Benoit was feuding with Austin, going into King of the Ring. I'll make sure I go home after this and put that on. Right. I on. know you won't, but I, I appreciate you humoring me. <laughs> and the last match that Pat R mentions: The Ultimate Warrior and Ravishing Rick Rude, SummerSlam nineteen ninety. I like that match because I like the two participants in the match. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't like love the Warrior, but yeah. the Warrior and Rude were like, there was something about those Sorry. two together that worked. Yeah. In my opinion, anyway. Yeah, Rude was one of the few that could really pull like a really good match out yeah, of the Warrior. And Rude was like an asshole, wasn't he? Oh, yeah, Rude like would beat him up backstage yeah. if Warrior screwed up. <laughs> <laughs> what I'd like to have right now is for you to not screw up in our match. <laughs> Warrior's like, why are you hitting me? Why? This is supposed to be a work. <laughs> Ravishing Rick Ruder. <laughs> anyway. Alright. Next, we have a list from Danny Love. He gives us CM Punk versus Raven from ROH Beating the Odds. <laughs> Kurt Angle versus Mr. Anderson from TNA Lockdown 2010. <laughs> Kurt Angle versus Chris Benoit from the June 11th, 2001 Raw. Okay. Okay. And America's Most Wanted versus Triple X from Turning Point 2004. Who? You've never seen that match. Who's Triple X? Come on. Triple X. It was a faction in TNA. It was Christopher Daniels, Elix Skipper, and Low Key. But by this point... Oh, is that the one where Elix Skipper, like, he uh, walked the cage up yeah. top. Walk, yeah, that's it's the right. tightrope walk across the top of the All cage. Right. I remember that. The Harakarana off the top. I Hell mean, of a moment. That's fine. Hell of a moment. But for all the steel cage matches that are out there, you're going to put two TNA matches on your list? Yeah, we also have, yes, Kurt Angle and Mr. Anderson, where Kurt Angle, he hits that moonsault again off the top, but, like, he he doesn't get the complete rotation. He yeah. kind of goes sideways. Mm. So he, like, he, he's coming crashing down, and it hurts inside on Anderson's head. Okay. But he puts his wrist down, and I think he breaks his wrist when he lands. Terrible. Well, gotta give the guy a break. I've seen better steel cage match matches between two three-legged dogs in a dog kennel. Oh boy! Well, you know what's crazy? The first recorded 
steel cage match. Oh. It was uh, it was actually in the 30s, and the cage was made out of chicken wire. Oh. And it took place in Atlanta. Uh, yeah, 1937, Jack Bloomfield and Count Rossi. And Who? Exactly. Paolo Rossi? Isn't he the wine guy? No, 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 not, not that one. This is Count Rossi. He's Calamari? Like, no, not Calamari. Count Rossi. He's like a he's like a vampire. Whoa. Oh my god. Uh, no, no. But uh but it was weird because the cage it was like it was just like a circle. Just a circle of chicken wire right. inside the ropes. So we're really, you know. So who won? Did like Janice Rossi win? To be honest, I don't know who won, but I did hear something about Janice Rossi. She's a whore. That's that's the rumor going around, yeah. yeah I don't know who that is. No? Goodfellas. It's a great movie. Oh. Well, I do know that movie. Okay. Um, and then after that, it was Memphis that really, you know, they, they continued with the whole chicken wire theme in the 60s, but they worked their way up to, like, a better cage. And, I'm sure and Jim Cornette hated all of it. Hated all of the... The gimmick... Well, the steel cage matches. No, no, because at the time, like, you know, nobody... A precedence hadn't really been set, you know, like... Did Smokey Mountain have, like, any cage matches? I believe they did, yeah. Really? And they had ladder matches, too. God damn! Yeah. All right. One of them was pretty funny because the belt kept falling. Of course it did. <laughs> Can you imagine Corny freaking out? flipping out. out. Yeah. God damn! God damn! You're hanging up there! I asked for professionals to hang this up there and it's falling in a ring of fire! <laughs> Can we talk about that, that Ring of Honor match, though? Because that is... If if it was, like... If Round Mount... Whoa. If Mount Rushmore had five guys on it, I probably would have put that match. Because okay. that's... I mean... It's definitely one of my favorite cage matches of all time. CM Punk and Raven. Yeah, that's the uh, like the, the clockwork the, the orange, clockwork orange house of fun, fun deathmatch. So basically, it's it's weapons hanging from the cage, and you can pull weapons down. That's a fantastic match. The problem with that match that I had was that some of the weapons that they used were <laughs> just shouldn't have been in the match. Like they were so flimsy that you laughed. When somebody hit the other person with it, because it's like really, and at one point, like one of them, it, that's part of the appeal of the match. Yeah, like Punk, Punk hits like Raven like, like a plastic tray that you get at like Taco Bell, and Raven picks it up and hits himself with it. Like, what, are you kidding me? Oh, that that's about rules. <laughs> but yeah, oh, like I mean, aluminum pans you get at Job Lot. Yeah, you know stuff like that. It's like oh, oh all right, and then in in the end, um, the lights go out and Punk. Ties Raven to this giant red X in the mm. middle of the ring. Lights flash back on. And, oh, there's Raven. He's on the straight edge X. What a punk. <laughs> what a punk. Punk ass. <laughs> I also like that the uh, cage match doing um, CM Punk out with Jimmy Raven Ring of Honor. That was that was another great Ring of Honor cage match. You were right. Is that one of the backseat boys? No. No. Was... <laughs> Sounds like it. <laughs> no. No. Johnny Cashmere and Trent Acid. Who's Jimmy Rave? Jimmy Rave. Like, he could be a third backseat boy. I mean, <laughs> there was not one. Those... He, he, unfortunately, he had one of his arms amputated. Jimmy uh-huh. Rave? Jimmy Rave, yeah. Damn. Wasn't he on Facebook asking people for money and shit? Who, me? No. <laughs> Jimmy Rave. Jimmy Rave? He yeah, can't, probably. He can't play I that think guitar he hero controller anymore. Yeah? <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. Well, he gave what? He, he, in, I think it was in TNA. He, in TNA, yeah. He had that gimmick where he had the, the guitar hero controller. Oh, with a, what's his face? Lance, Lance uh, Archer. Archer. All yeah. right, I know Jimmy Rave is now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Third backseat boy. Well, I mean. If you say so. <laughs> so moving along here, we have Mike the Wolverine. He gives us Hulk Hogan versus the Big Boss Man from Saturday Night's main event in 1989. <laughs> the Ultimate Warrior versus Ravishing Rick Rude from SummerSlam 1990. Okay. 
Kurt Angle and Chris Benoit again, June 11th Raw, mm-hmm. and from the third Cotton Bowl show put on by World Class Championship Wrestling in 1986, Bruiser Brody versus Abdullah the Butcher. Never seen it. Never seen it. I haven't. Yeah, we saw it earlier today. We did. We watched it earlier today, and how many cage matches? You guys watched the whole list? No, no, no. We didn't watch the whole list. We highlights. We, we did. We watched highlights. Jesus. Yep. And uh, that match, that I don't it's know. It's not if, great. Yeah, it doesn't really hold up. All these years later, good workers. Bruiser Brody has had far, far better matches, and of Definitely. course, Abdullah the Butcher is violence personified. Butcher. Yeah, that's just he's Abdullah. <laughs> he even. Uh, goes at it with uh, Fritz von Erich inside the cage there, and they're battling over a fork. Of course they are. Yeah. He was hungry. Yeah. He was. <laughs> he was very hungry. And what about Hulk Hogan and Big Boss Man, Saturday Night's main event? No. The, de- the debut of Zeus. No. No? Zeus, oh, the de- debut of Zeus. Ooh. Yeah, he's standing on the, on the steps with Big his arms deal. crossed. Boss the guy sucked as a worker. Yeah, I mean, yeah, like, all respect for Tiny Lister, but... That's not a good match. No, it's not at all. I know a better side night main event steel cage match. Well, we're gonna get to it. We'll Someone's to got it. it on the list. Oh, a few people have it on their list. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Does it make it? Does it make it? Does it make the list? Uh, no spoilers, Brian. But I don't know. I thought that Hogan Bossman match was pretty good, and the story about that one is they did it twice in one day. They did that match as a matinee in Madison Square Garden, mm-hmm. and then. They did it again for the Saturday Night's Main Event taping. However, at the Saturday Night's Main Event taping, Hogan superplexes Big Boss Man off the top of the cage. Okay. Off the top of the cage? Well, you know, yeah, the top of the cage. Top turnbuckle or the top of the cage? The top of the cage. Oh, wow, I don't remember that. Top turnbuckle would be the top of the ring. Right. But top of the cage. Okay. (laughs) Hogan, wow, alright. Big ol' superplex. Big deal. (laughs) (laughs) At least it's not like the Hogan Vader Bash of the Beast cage match. True. That is not on this list. Well, yeah, I figured that. <laughs> Next, we have a list from Extreme Dragon. Another vote for Bret Hart versus Owen Hart from SummerSlam 94. Another vote for Magnum TA versus Tully Blanchard from Starcade 85. Another vote for Kurt Angle and Chris Benoit from Raw. And Ric Flair versus Carrie Von Erich, Christmas Night, World Class Championship Wrestling. Michael Hayes as the referee. Yeah, uh, wow. Turns on Kerry Von Erich. That's a good list. Yep. That's pretty much past list except for the last one, but yep. that's a damn good that list. That was the night the Freebirds turned heel. Yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a great moment. It's a but, great moment. I don't know, man. I, mean, I just feel like a lot better cage matches out there. I can't wait to hear your list. You're going to hate it. <laughs> Everybody's going to probably hate it. <laughs> Alright, next we have a list from my boy Benny. Let's see here. Alright, so we've got another vote for Bret Hart versus Owen Hart. Another vote for Magnum and Tully. We have Harley Race versus Ric Flair from Starcade 83. And we have Bruno San Martino versus Larry Zabisco from oh, Shea on. Stadium, 1980. Jesus Christ. <laughs> it's a good match. Bruno Zabisco is a great match. Yeah? You like great rest holds? Feud. What? You like rest holds? No, these guys, these guys were going at it. Oh yeah! And what was great about it was this was Bruno. This this was the big moment for Bruno. You know, his protege had turned on him and had made him 
This guy, he made me look like a fool. He made me look like a fool in front of my family, in front of my fans, in front of my hometown people. He makes me look like an idiot. So what am I going to do with this piece of crap? I'm going to fight him in the cage. Is that Pittsburgh? Pittsburgh. No, that chase scene was in New York. Oh, yeah. No, it wasn't in Pittsburgh. He was fr- Bruno was from Pittsburgh. Right, so what did he turn on? I mean, thought it was from Austria. What? No, he's Italian, isn't he? Oh, boy. Well, that looks like he was Italian. I thought he, like, survived... He did, you're right. The, but the famous 1930s thing. Right. The Holocaust? But when he I came, wasn't going to say it. When he came to the States, he was settled in Pittsburgh. Oh, well, why would he do that? Why would, well, he loved Pittsburgh. He loved it. Did um, he? Like, that was, that was his number one place to... Loved Pittsburgh, like, always talked about Pittsburgh, loved Pittsburgh okay. wrestlers. He, uh, he trained Larry Zabisco in Pittsburgh. Cool. Yeah, they, well, to each his own, but... Um, yeah, I don't think the reverse chin locks are <clears throat> going to make my list. On that same Shea Stadium show, Hulk Hogan versus Andre the Giant. Yeah. 1980. That was when Andre had a long hair. Yep. Hogan was a heel. He had Freddie Blassie as his manager. Yep. Andre Hogan had, body Andre. slams Andre. Yeah, for the first time. Yep. <laughs> Andre um, had his bluey tighties on. And then... The first Starcade, Ric Flair defeats Harley Race. That was, I mean, shit, that was a good match just because of the feud. Yeah. I mean, just you know the build-up I mean? to that was... Yeah, I don't think it was, like, you know, great. Maybe it was. Yeah, it was a good cage match. Flair for the gold. Flair for the gold! What do you think about Flair now after all this controversy with the Dark Side of the Ring episode? And... I think it's bullshit, man. It's fabricated, obviously. Like, that flight attendant, then she, like, get back for, uh... Shoplifting and stuff. Yeah, she's a she's a jewel thief. She's obviously a habitual liar. <laughs> oh, maybe. <laughs> I she, mean, she wanted she wanted fame. She did. You're. I, I I do agree. I I think she did want fame, whether it happened or not. I don't know. But I don't know. I don't know. You're doing a documentary on Vice. Calm down. Like you're not gonna yeah. get famous off of this. Yeah. You're gonna slander somebody. You know what I mean? Why? Because Flair was always a playboy. Yeah. So what? You like the party? He I did. like the party. I'm not, I'm not going around grabbing flight attendants' asses as much as they'd want it. <laughs> I'm not doing it. Did you hear Ric Flair's response to the allegations? No, I didn't. I definitely I didn't. saw on Twitter. Okay. Well, Ric Flair's response to the allegations, which I'm going to read you right now, okay. is going to... It paints a beautiful picture for you. Every person I work with has said not to put the response. Woo! But I never wrote for Pepe Hamer before. I'm not going to start now. I want to clarify a few things. About four years ago, I gave ESPN full access to my life for a 30 for 30 special. They covered taxes, financial issues. Adultery, divorces, the passing of my child, and drinking a party in LA. Rory Cops! Desperate to matter for another 15 minutes. Did an interview about it this morning. When Rory's lips are moving, he's typically lying. But one part of what he said was the God's honest truth. I never heard they forced someone to touch his genitals. Confirmated. Everything that Rick 
With a rig that was constructed as negative, I tried to address in the 30, woo, for 30. His drinking, his philandering, his adultery, his money problems. There's quite a bit, but never, at least in the people I spoke to, no one ever brought up that he would force himself on somebody. I allow my personal life and the lives of my wife, my children, to be turned upside down for one reason. Whether it's bad or good, even in the really bad, the truth has to matter. Even in wrestling! My issues have been well documented over 40 plus year career. The impact of drinking too much, which nearly killed me five years ago, has been told time and time and time again. Woo! The reason Rory, or anyone for that matter, never heard stories of me forcing myself on anyone is simple. It never happened! Woo! And here I thought you were illiterate. <laughs> I don't know, man. That sounded pretty convincing to me. I don't know, though. I feel like maybe... I don't know. There were a lot of guys on those plane. There were. Uh, they were intoxicated. Yes, yes. Uh, multiple passed out. Uh, so, you know, we, we, we just don't know. We just don't know, and maybe we might never know. But, jeez, I don't even know. I don't know. I don't know how to... How to I know how to... It's, it's not fair to flare. It's not fair to flare, okay. At all. Perfectly said. Perfectly yeah, but said. Listen. She's trying to use him as her meal ticket. <laughs> yeah. You're right. Just I'm, like Elizabeth was trying to use Flair. Yes. Yes. I'm not going to even take a position on it, but the fact, my, the way I see it is, if a match is good, I don't care who's in it. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. All right, moving right along here. Daryl in Georgia gives us another vote for Bret Hart versus Owen Hart. We have Stone Cold Steve Austin versus Mr. McMahon from the St. Valentine's Day Massacre. Who, who, who put that on the list? Daryl in Georgia. All right, Daryl. Uh, America's Most Wanted in Triple X again. And Randy Orton versus Ric Flair from Taboo Tuesday. What do we think, Brian? Ric Flair versus Randy Orton from Taboo Tuesday. Yes, it was bloody. It was very bloody. You had Randy Orton doing his legend killer gimmick, trying to put an end to the nature boy. I think it's a pretty good match. I, I mean, I'm sure it was. I, I don't know. I can't have an opinion on it because I don't remember it. Okay. Do you remember Stone Cold and Mr. McMahon? Yeah, of course I do. That's when uh, Paul White Paul White made his debut. You know, through Austin through the cage. Yeah. To win the match, which was a cool moment. I, that was. I, I will yes. say that, but I mean, the match wasn't good itself. No, I mean, but uh, for, I think people are putting matches on their list because of the moment. Probably, yeah. yeah. And so yeah. am I. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, well let's get through another list so we can be one list closer to your list. We have Suplex Sam here. Uh, another vote for Bret Hart and Owen Hart. Another vote for Kurt Angle and Chris Benoit. A vote for Triple H versus Ric Flair nice. at Taboo Tuesday. And Hulk Hogan versus Mr. Wonderful Paul Orndorff. Yes. Saturday night's main event. Best cage match ever. Why? Tell me why. Because the tie, dude. It's a tie. It was so innovative Yep. for the time. Man, I was a little kid, and I'm just like, go Hogan. But, like, if it was these days, I'd be like, go Wandoff. Yep. You know what I mean? It was awesome. I'd never seen anything like it. No, and, it was uh, great. It was just, I, that cage match sticks out to me more than any other match. It really put that stipulation of having to climb over the top rope 
like front and center. Yeah, like, exactly. Okay, you know, this these are the rules. You have to climb out. Both feet have to touch the floor. Right. That's what you got to do. Well, but what do you do if two people do it at the same time? And that's what really hooked me into wrestling. Like I liked wrestling before. I liked Hogan, Andre. I liked you know, uh, Steamboat and Macho Man. You know, what I mean, WrestleMania three was when I really started getting into wrestling. But Ondorf Hogan was what really, really hooked me. That yeah. Saturday Night's main event, like whenever Saturday Night main event came on, I had to stay up for it. After that, do you know what I'm saying? It, yeah, and it was classic. And do you remember the the famous line when uh, Hulk Hogan he he's he's battling uh, Mr. Wonderful at the top of the cage, and he's he's holding him by the hair, and Mr. Wonderful he's kicking his legs back and forth. Yes, I do. Jesse actually. Ventura says. Hulk Hogan would not be the champion if Mr. Wonderful was bald. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh. <laughs> no, I know How good of a worker was Orndorff, man? Orndorff was awesome. Fantastic. So good. And you care I say it. Oh my god, you said it. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you should really? do it. <laughs> he, uh, I, he said, dare I say it. Oh. And I said, he's wonderful. Right. Blood Brothers. Yeah. Yes. Well, yeah, literally. <laughs> um, <laughs> would you have gone... Would you have gone to a Saturday Night's main event and hijacked? You would have booed Hogan, or is that because of certain other attributes about now? Hulk Hogan? <laughs> oh, what, like now? Yeah. It depends on who he's working. Like I love Hogan because that was my childhood hero. I mean, right. You know what I mean? But his actions—I mean, I wouldn't boo him for his actions. People do and say things that they regret all the time. Nobody's perfect. Nobody's perfect, Nobody. man. Not even Kurt Hennig. No, uh, I don't know, Ian. <laughs> He said he was. That was his name. I mean, yeah. I mean, again, it doesn't matter. You know, like, if it's a good match, it's a good match. Exactly. Yes, again. Right. Yeah, a wrestling yeah, yeah. character I mean, how about, Why are we talking about why, why are we talking about Hogan right now and the, the shit he's done and talking about Flair the shit he's done but we, ha- we haven't talked about Chris Benoit who's been on, like, multiple yes. lists. <laughs> That's a, a really sensitive good subject. Point. That's a very but good But I'm just point. saying, though, yeah. like, it's the truth. Oh, yeah. Hogan said this. Flair did this. He yeah. grabbed someone's ass. Oh, no, God forbid... Freaking Benoit killed, killed two us. people, including himself. Yeah. Hey, yeah. well, that is true. I mean, here's an idea. Okay, what if Flair has CTE and it made him grab someone's ass? Um, I'm well, not saying that's true. Then that would have to be. Uh, I don't know. I don't. I don't know if the world is ready for scientific evidence of what the. Scientific sexual assault. <laughs> well, no, I mean, like, all the trauma that your brain goes through, I don't think, like, the, the average person would be able to sympathize with that person. Like, okay, this person got hit over the head with a steel chair over the course of 15 years uh, 300 times. Right. You know what I mean? Think of all that damage to your brain. Uh, they said that his brain was, like, uh, that of an 80-year-old. Can you imagine yeah. if they did prove that? It was like, you know, CTE causes sexual assaults. Sure. Like, I mean, it, it, I use that against possible. me and just like, you know, go into like stores and just be like, hey, come here. Oh, no. No, you... Hey, oh, no. Hey. <laughs> like, oh, no, I got CTE. Sorry. <laughs> that would then prove that it doesn't. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, boy. <laughs> this is an evil episode. <laughs> like, hey, come here, sweetheart. Hey, no, I got, I got, I got CTE. <laughs> I got CTE. It's all good. Don't take it personally. Uh, Triple H and Ric Flair Taboo Tuesday I love that match Yeah Bloody Like bloody For WWE standards Why don't you two discuss it And uh, refresh my memory (laughs) I am passionate about that match 
tell us tell us about it. Tell it's, us it's beautiful. And you know? what did you tell me about it that you thought was really cool about it? What the nut squeezing part? Definitely not. But you might as well just explain what you're talking about. Who squeezed whose nuts? <laughs> who, who squeezed whose nuts? I I don't remember. I think yeah, Triple H. Sque- <laughs> no, Ric Flair. No, Ric Flair got his nuts squeezed by Triple H. Oh, I thought it was the other way around. No. Oh. Well, they both have CTE, so that explains it. <laughs> Listen, I remember this match very vividly. This match is a one of the greatest. I mean, like what I said, it's just some random match. It wasn't the main event. It was for a secondary title That's on a secondary pay per view. That's what I wanted you to say. That it was for the Intercontinental Title. Really? Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. and they still put on. It's one of my favorite matches yeah, of all time. No, it's, it's a really, really it's, good match. It's, it's it's a random match. It's obviously Ric Flair far past his prime, but still putting up a great, great fight here. And Triple H just you know. Grabbing his nuts. Yeah, it's the CTE. Yep. This is evil. Ball breaker. <laughs> like I have. Uh, like why are you breaking my balls? Uh, <laughs> oh boy. Um, CTE aside. This, this podcast took a turn real fast. Hey, <laughs> you were saying hey, you're the one that said, said, said you had CTE grabbing people. No, Hunter's the one who said, "What if CTE causes sexual assault?" <laughs> I didn't say it did. I was I just said, going with it. I, it. I said, what if it does? I didn't say it did. And I said, it'd be great if it did because <laughs> I just go around, grab people's asses, saying I had CTE. Well, I hope we, I hope we don't hear this thing replayed in court for us <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> this podcast episode is going to come back to haunt me. I'm going to have some explaining to do in five years. Yeah, he's going he's gonna to be running for like town council or something like that. Like, Au contraire, Mr. Uh, Melopavin. <laughs> Oh, as far God. as I'm concerned, I didn't do anything wrong. I posited a question. <laughs> I want to know what I did wrong. <laughs> All right. No, I forgot what I was going to say. All right. <laughs> it was probably something about, like, Ric Flair or something, or, like... Woo! No, it was something about, like, how that match, like... It's like the Magnum Tully match. Like, it's very violent. It was. It was very violent, and... But it had a feel-good ending. Yeah, it it's beautiful violence. Why they hug and kiss? Yeah, they no. Ric Flair won. Oh, he did. <laughs> he escaped the cage and, and got the Intercontinental belt. I wonder how he felt about having the Intercontinental title. He probably hated it. It's like this stupid title was beneath him. And I think I don't know if that was the same year or the year before that he won the tag team titles with Roddy Piper. Oh, I think yeah. that was the same year. Same year. Yeah. Wow. Do they win it or from or drop it to the Spirit Squad? Because I think it's mm. definitely one of those two. Nikki, <laughs> Mikey! Kenny! To be honest, I'm not sure. I don't know. But, we're going to read our next list. It's from WrestleWar. And, oh, well. So, another vote for Bret Hart and Owen Hart. Oh, he's going to make the list, isn't he? I think it's in every list. <laughs> another vote for Magnum and Tully. Another vote for Bruno and Zabisco. And no. another vote for Flair and Kerry Von Erich. And, as I'm moving forward here, we have a list here from Paul Licious. Another vote for Bretton Owen, another vote for Magnum Tully, another vote for Harley Race and Ric Flair, and another vote for Angle and Benoit. So, right there. I don't know, Brian. I, I'm telling you, I think Bretton Owen is the greatest cage match of all, all time. Right. Yeah, so what? The guy's going to make another list. <laughs> Makes another list. Good for him. Hope he's proud of himself. Maybe he can sleep better at night. Maybe he's not going to be so bitter anymore. Yeah, I, I, I bet Bret Hart listens to every episode of this show. I, I bet he, he does. does. I, hope I bet he does, because you know why? 
he listens to every episode because so he got something to bitch to his wife about before he goes to bed. <laughs> like, oh, you know, that kid in Massachusetts over there uh, doesn't really like me much. You were and, right uh, said about Brian me. Brian Moon is. He, uh, you know, he like he likes Smith a lot. And I don't, I don't understand why Smith never, uh, never did anything for the business. How can anybody like Bruce? And a uh, stupid name, Bruce. <laughs> and, you know, it doesn't mind my dad. My dad used to stretch me out in a dungeon. And, uh, I'm, not even gonna, I'm not even gonna tell you what he did to the Lance Storm. <laughs> so yeah, he probably listens. He's probably got this. It's probably like one of his favorites on freaking podcast. Do you think he listens Apple. to it before he prepares to be the genie in the uh, the Aladdin stage play? He's what? In that, he's in that play? Like, he's the currently? genie. Yeah. Well, he I does a play that. where he plays the genie in <laughs> Aladdin. Great. Which is topical because did you see The Miz on Monday on Dancing with the Stars? Yeah, that was not great. That. that was creepy. That was scary. Yeah. Very creepy. Did you see it, Pat? Yeah. I, nobody heard him, but he said, I did. <laughs> Well, if the if the genie's a miserable prick, then they picked the perfect guy for it. <laughs> yeah, I thought the genie was very happy, you know, like Robin Williams upbeat. Dude, well, I mean, is not a happy person. No, Robin that's Williams why. behind the scenes. Well, okay, okay. You think he's happy behind the scenes? Well, he's not. No, that's right my now. point. Oh, yeah, no. <laughs> very unfortunate. Makes our, me sad. Our next list is from Scorpion eighty seven. He gives us another vote for Hulk Hogan and Mr. Wonderful Paul Orndorff. Yes, I like this man. Another vote for Bret Hart versus Owen Hart. Nope. Another vote for Magnum and Tully. And our first vote for Don Morocco versus Superfly Jimmy Snuka. That's the one I was talking about. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yep. So when I said, you know, I have something on there for the moment, yeah. that's fine. It's for the yeah. moment. It is. It is. I mean, But that was... That was... Up to that point... Well, actually... The Vince McMahon that we know, Vince Jr., Right. Um, that was one of his first big feuds once he took over right. uh, from his father, and it was intense. I mean, Jimmy Snuka, everybody loved Jimmy Snuka at the time, just like super athletic, high flyer, and Don Morocco is just this beach bum, arrogant, awesome. Awesome, awesome man. He was awesome, awesome right? Good wrestler. Don Morocco is incredible. Uh, have you heard his podcast? No, I didn't oh, really have him. Yeah, the Don Morocco podcast. Well, You're not going to like it because his co-host is, is British. I thought you were going to say it was Dude. Bret Hart. No. <laughs> yeah, his co-host is British. So. What if it was Bret Hart doing British accent? Oh, <laughs> that's the epitome of evil. Can you imagine? Ah, so, uh, you know, I, I can't even do a Canadian doing a British accent. I appreciate that match a lot more because I'm not going to... Right, so not trying to toot my own horn, but I've taken the, the Superfly Splash from Snooker. You have. I've I'm taken. finally happy you finally admitted it on this show. Whatever. I, I don't want to toot my own horn. I never really did. You know what I mean? But toot, toot, whatever. So. Arn Anderson over there. I've taken I've taken the Superfly Splash, and you don't realize how high he actually is until you're laying on the canvas, and you're looking up, and you're like. What was he on? Oh, shit. What do you mean, what was he on? You said he was so high. No, he wasn't a druggy. Well, he probably was a druggy, but I don't think he was on drugs. I'm saying he was high up on a turnbuckle. You know what I mean? Oh, was, oh, I gotcha, I gotcha. Yeah, no, he wasn't high at all. I thought like the Superfly was token up in the back or something. Oh, he probably was. Yeah. Not with me. I mean, we're it's like, hey, brother. We did, brother. Uh, where's the good THC, brother? No, but I'll tell you this though, right? Before the match, we were like outside. And I didn't wrestle. I, you know, I was managing the guy that wrestled him. Man. Anyway, so we're outside, and he's telling me how to take the splash, and we're having a cigarette and stuff, and coolest guy, whatever, he might have killed somebody, I don't know, it's not for me to say yes or no, 
either way, he was very cool with me. Until you do me wrong, you're cool in my book. You know what sure. I mean? Just don't try to murder me. Anyway, <laughs> he got up and he's like, do half a sit-up. That's what, that way you absorb the blow. He's like, I'll land on my forearms and my knees. Man, he was up there and it's scary as shit. He did the I love you sign. Yeah. And came off. It's, that it's, wasn't it's, meant for you. It's extremely high. Could have been. It might have been. It was extremely high. And to do it off a 15-foot cage. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? I can imagine what Morocco was thinking. Yeah. Well, what I love about that match is is that Snooker just beats Morocco to a bloody pulp. Like, Morocco is bleeding probably yeah. more than he has in his career. And the match ends with Snooker giving a jumping headbutt to Morocco. And because of the force of that headbutt, it sends Morocco flying backwards. He goes mm-hmm. crashing through the door and tumbles to the floor, and he's the winner. He retains his title. That's awesome. But the fans got to go home happy. Hogan must pose, not quite yet. But Superfly hits the splash, yes. Yes, yeah, so definitely. Throws yeah. Morocco back in, climbs to the top of the cage. Mick Foley's in the crowd, giving the I love you sign. And Snooker gives the big leap. So think about that. You have a phenomenal ending, like very original ending, yep. to a cage match, to a bloody brawl. Yeah. And then, you know, all right, the heel retains, but then you get that great iconic moment at yep. the end. Imagine being at that show... Yeah, and they, they still show that moment at the beginning yeah, of all the time, every man. WWE show. All the time. That is uh, That will stand the test of time. It has stood the test of time. It's great stuff. Great stuff. All right, now we have a list here from Mikey from the Streets. <laughs> We've got another vote for Bret Hart versus Owen Hart. Naturally. We've got another vote for Magnum versus Tully. we got another vote for Ric Flair versus Kerry Von Erich. And we have another vote for Don Morocco and Jimmy Snuka. Yeah, I'm interested in who's going to make it at the end here. I mean, I already know one of them, obviously. Oh, you don't say? Yeah, the Bret Hart owner. <laughs> we have a list here from Mr. X. So we have another vote for Hulk Hogan versus Big Boss Man from Saturday Night's Main Event. <laughs> we have another vote for Hulk Hogan versus Mr. Wonderful Paul Orndorff. Another vote for Bret and Owen. And the Dudley Boys versus the Hardy Boys from Survivor Series 2001. Okay. I, the WWF tit- tag team titles are on the line, and the WCW tag team titles are on the line. They're unifying the belts. I think it's neat. You think it's neat? Hunter thinks it's neat. What do you think, Brian? Pretty neato. Pretty neato. No, any time, like, like I said it before, you put the, the Hardy Boys against the Dudleys, you're going to get a great match. You put yep. the Hardy Boys against Edge and Christian, you're going to get a great match. You put the Dudley Boys against Edge and Christian, you're going to get a great match. Any of those teams in a co- any combination, whether it's a three way or yep. you know one on one, you're gonna it's gonna be phenomenal no matter what. And in the end, the Dudleys were victorious in that. We have a list here from Jordan in Tennessee. Another vote for Magnum and Tully. Another vote for Brett and Owen. Another vote for Warrior and Rick Rude. And a vote for Hunter Hearst Helmsley versus Mankind SummerSlam '97. Ooh. That's a good list. Yeah, that is a pretty good list. All encompassing. No, uh, so Hunter it was Hunter and mankind. <laughs> mankind. Mankind. Yeah. It wasn't Cactus Jack. No, that's a pretty good match. That was before. This is before the Cactus. Right Jack match before happened. he did the the whole coming out with Madison Square Garden thing and all that stuff, right? It, yes, and uh, in this one, Jr. did the interviews with Mankind leading up to this one. Yeah. Uh, so now everybody, you know, loves Mankind. You know, we have a reason to love them now. Right. I honestly remember that more than the match. You remember that more than the match? Well, yeah. I wasn't alive for that, but I've seen well, it on DVD. Yeah. yeah. 
You weren't. Well, sorry, what? I wasn't alive. For, for what? That. that match? Well, yeah, I was born right. Justin too. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, in that match, Mankind. Get out. <laughs> Mankind climbs to the top of the cage. He rips his shirt. Does the yeah, I love you sign like Snooker. Right. But instead of doing a splash, he drops an elbow onto, onto Hurst Helmsley. Loves that elbow. Loves that elbow. Yep. And then. He's lying because he, he climbs over the top to get to the floor, you know. He's lying on the floor and the dude love music plays instead of the mankind music. And he starts tapping his foot, tapping his foot, and then he gets to his feet and he's dancing, so he leaves the ring as dude love. Right. The many faces of Foley. Man, been more of them. How about all these moments though? Like just the moments that we remember. I think here's a question for you. What matters more, the match or the moment? Uh man. For me, it's the moment. It's got to be the moment because that's that's that stands the test of time. Exactly. You remember that specific thing, right? Like uh, you could, I don't remember that match, but I do remember him tapping his foot and leaving. Yeah, as dude love and all that, you know. For example, the elbow. You've got you've got Randy Savage and Ricky Steamboat. Yeah. Our fans told us that that was the greatest wrestling match of all time based on the votes. Okay, but. What in, is there a moment in that match where you're like, oh god, this is the greatest moment in wrestling? Is it's more so the match? The match? No, there yeah. isn't. You're right. You know, whereas you look at the Undertaker versus Mankind Hell in a Cell, and you're like, oh my god, look at all the moments. In this. Exactly, and that actually made it on people's lists. Right. Not a great match. No, no, but it's by a any spectacle. means, it's right? Memorable. Exactly. It's you know. Um, I think wrestling needs a combination of those. Like you know, I value a good match. Because it's a good match. Okay, yep. But it is important, you know, especially when you're doing live shows like that, to have huge spectacle moments like that Helen Cell moment and, like... It definitely is. That's... You're right. Because even when it's not a match, you still have those moments. Like, you have the CM Punk pipe bomb. Oh, Or you have CM Punk debuting at AEW. Yes. I have never heard as big of a pop as he got in AEW when he debuted. Sure. And they knew he was was there. Yep. Like, that's the thing. They knew they were getting him, but they still went nuts for him. Like, that was amazing. Yeah, that, definitely, that's probably the best thing to happen to wrestling, at least, right. <laughs> like, the last ten years, maybe? Yeah. Maybe longer than that. Right. Just that moment. That was incredible. Uh, all right, so we have a list here. Bobby on the beat. Another vote for Bretton Owen. Another vote for Angle and Benoit. Another vote for Hogan and Orndorff. And another vote for Warrior and Rick Rude. I like that list, man. That's a very good one from Bobby. I like who that usually, list a lot. well, in our first year of the show, Bobby had got had guessed more correct lists than anybody else. So we'll see. We'll see wh- how he makes out this year. We have a list here from Mid Atlantic Customs. Another vote for Brett and Owen. Another vote for Magnum and Tully. Another vote for Don Morocco and Jimmy Snuka. And a vote here. For Greg the Hammer Valentine versus Tito Santana. Holy shit. Greg the Hammer Valentine versus anybody should not make the list. <laughs> Greg the Hammer Valentine was the most boring... Re- no, I'm sorry. Ronnie Garvin was the most boring wrestler ever. Greg so, Valentine is second to Ronnie Garvin. So Ronnie Garvin versus Ric Flair when Garvin wins the belt in no. the, inside the cage. That's not yeah, on your come list. Come on, man. No, 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 no. I got to tell you, though. Listening to... Uh, Greg Valentine's interviews on YouTube. Yeah. I got a lot more respect for the guy. Like, honestly, he, he's been around. He's seen it all. Well, he's been around. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I don't know. My tune has kind of changed on him a little bit. 
Why? Because you realize that he's he's going out there and he's being slow and methodical and in, in, in setting that slow pace because that's what he's supposed to do. He is boring as shit. <laughs> yeah, like it's not like boxing where you, yes. it's like look at that. Like Manny Pacquiao. Yeah. May not be fun for everyone to watch, but he wins sometimes. Sure, like same thing with uh, what George St. Pierre in UFC. He's boring as hell. Okay, but look at his, look at his record. No. Yeah, but that's real. <laughs> Wrestling is fake. Yeah, boxers I, are trying to. Ryan, I have to cut that out. No, boxers <laughs> are trying to beat you by knocking you out. People in the UFC are trying to beat you by choking you out, whether it's a gi, whether it's by forearm. Don't call me that. Whether it's kicking people in the nuts on purpose. They're trying to win a match for real. Now, whether they go slow like Khabib, he is so boring. But he'll go out there and win. I respect that. All right, I don't. I don't like the man because of his style. You, you just don't I mean? like the hat. Oh, what hat? The hat. Oh, we talking oh, about Khabib? Yeah, it's furry hat. Yeah. Ah, whatever. But like, I just think his style is boring. Okay. But I gotta respect him for you know using it to win. You gotta win at any, any cost. That's very true. Here's the thing: wrestling is predetermined. All right. He knows he's gonna win. You don't have to go slow. You don't have to like be a sloth, right? You know what I mean. You, yeah. you can go in there and just move around a little bit. You can hit the ropes. You can, you know, drop yeah. a knee every once in a while. I I do enjoy realistic wrestling though. That's one of the things I looking. I, I do look for like. Sure. You want that the, the suspension of uh, yeah, disbelief. Suspenseful, you know, not overly choreographed wrestling. But I also don't want like. I may not feel so strongly against Greg the Hammer Valentine, but, I mean, yeah, I wouldn't want to see a match that's, I mean, slow and calculated versus, like, you know, you know, fancy and, and you know, flippy. I mean, I gotta take the flippy shit, you know? Yeah, you like that? Okay. Well, Hunter. it may not be my favorite style, but, like, hey, at least it's not like watching two tur- turtles, you know? You say you were born in 2002. Yeah. I dare you to watch Greg the Hammer Valentine versus Ronnie Garvin. <laughs> Did they, did they have a match? Oh, oh they had a feud. Yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, yes, they had and a I feud. And I dare you to stay awake for, for it. And I'll tell you what, if you don't, I'm going to put toothpicks in your eyes. <laughs> and I'm going to keep your eyes open. That might, that might have to be some <laughs> bonus content for you, too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hunter watches Greg the Hammer Valentine versus Ron Yeah, Garvin. Yeah, I can do like, a reaction view of it, and you, you can start sure. Patreon. We could, yeah, that's a great idea. That is a great idea. Oh, we're, gonna, we're just going to show... Hunter, the worst of wrestling. Oh, oh I've seen it. No, I've seen it. No, you obviously haven't because you haven't seen Greg the Hammer versus Ronnie Garvin. <laughs> have you seen Have you seen Psycho Circus versus Los Villanos? Psycho Circus? Who's Psycho Circus? Do you remember all those clips on um, Botchamania of that, like, one triple-A show? Yes, I do. Yeah, and we, we sat here and we just cracked up laughing because it was all in the same match. <laughs> Oh my god! I didn't. Right? I did not yes. laugh at that match. That match is depressing because you have six <laughs> workers who, in their prime, were amazing, yeah. and they were just old and humbling around. It's sad. Yep, yeah, you're and right. what was that match? That yeah, remember what was the, the survivor lady's name? Jenna Maraska. Oh, and yes. she fought Charmel. That's true in TNA. Yes, that's that's the, bad. Notoriously wrestling. awful. <sighs> All right, so Hunter or like seen, the, the seen main event of stuff. Heroes of Wrestling. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Yokozuna and uh, yeah, Yokozuna and Jake the Snake. 
But you haven't seen Greg the Hammer versus Ronnie Goffin. <laughs> I mean, how worse can it be than... Oh. To be continued. <laughs> to be continued. I am being challenged. That's right. I am up for the challenge. So this is a new TikTok challenge. Watch the uh, Ronnie Goffin. <laughs> yeah. right Watch the Garvin Valentine sleeping. challenge. Maybe you'll love it. Maybe you'll, you know, maybe you'll wake up tomorrow and decide you want to get a blonde flat top. I don't know. I'm just... <laughs> maybe. Maybe. Can you imagine that? He watches it. Ron Garvin's like his hero all of a sudden. All of a sudden. Like, wow, I really love Ron Garvin. I do like 80s NWA. <laughs> well, it's the best. That's that's wrestling. That's when wrestling is wrestling. He's going to show up to your house next week with a blonde flat top and a skin guard on. <laughs> and a French-Canadian accent yeah. all of a sudden. <laughs> hey, brother, what are we doing today? We're we, we recording another podcast up there. <laughs> We have a list here from Rassler R18. Another vote for Don Morocco versus Superfly Jimmy Snooker. Now here's three that nobody else mentioned. Oh boy. We have Tommy Rich versus Buzz Sawyer. The Last Battle of Atlanta, October 23rd, 1983. Georgia Championship Wrestling. We have the East-West Connection, Jesse Ventura and Adrian Adonis, against the High Flyers. That was an AWA. September 24th, 1981. Then we have The Bruiser and The Crusher versus The Blackjacks. September 21st, 1972. So we have some old school matches here. Here's the thing. I can't comment on things I don't really know about. Sure. So I'm not going to like bash it or anything like that. But with that being said, I'm sure there's a lot of better cage matches than those. I'm trying to bash it without bashing it. <laughs> well, I'm for an old school fan. Well, yeah, exactly. So I like I like the list because it's different. It's uh probably means something to them, right? Then they probably are great matches. I just I I wouldn't know because I never seen them. And the one so. thing about uh, the Tommy Rich and Buzz Sawyer matches that was the first. Ma- now I know this is kind of going against our rules for this list here, but we'll just go along with it here. This was the first match to have a uh, cage with a roof on. Oh really? Yeah. And that's that was the match that inspired uh, the Hell in a Cell. War Games, Hell in a Cell. War Games too, yeah. So yeah. it inspired War Games before Hell in a Cell. I you guess. are right. right. I stand corrected. Actually, I sit corrected right now. <clears throat> so yeah, so we can't really comment on the AWA matches, but uh, yeah. So like when we say best cage matches ever. Best cage matches that that guy's ever seen. Sure. Um, it could have been at one of your indie local indie events down could've. on the street. It could have. Yep. That you just you know love the match. Whatever. It's their own personal list. I can't really like I said. I can't bash it too much because I don't never seen it. You know. Maybe we all have uh, some reaction videos to uh, record here. <laughs> What, yes. is it? what do you mean? That's the exclusive. <laughs> well, if, if Hunter's never seen Greg Valentine and Ron Garvin, maybe we need to educate ourselves here on the Bruiser and the Crusher versus the Blackjacks from 1972 AWA. Let me know how you make out. <laughs> I'll take your word for it. Next list here from Dennis Brozinski AJ Styles versus Abyss from Lockdown 2005. <laughs> America's Most Wanted versus Triple X, Turning Point 2004. Edge versus Matt Hardy, Unforgiven 2005. And Bob Backlund versus Jimmy Snuka from June 1982. Boring. <laughs> well, let's start with AJ and Abyss. Not bad. Yeah, the match starts outside the cage. They brawl all around the arena, then enter the cage. 
They break out thumbtacks. AJ hits a modified Styles Clash on Abyss onto the thumbtacks. You're yeah. not feeling it, huh? I know, not really. I okay. I don't like. See, I'm, I'm contradicting myself because I'm like, yeah, you can't bash what you haven't seen and yeah. all that. I just, I'm not a TNA fan at all. Hey, you know what we all found out today, and this probably means nothing to you because you just said you're not a TNA fan, but there was actually a match in TNA between Mick Foley and Abyss. Oh, yeah, when? 2010. 2010, yeah. yeah. Was it like a pay-per-view? It was on a pay-per-view, yeah. Yeah. That's, that's awesome. I mean, yeah, I've never seen it. I figured out about it today. So, because there were a lot of people at the time that were comparing Abyss to... Mankind, for Kane. obvious reasons. I even had a friend that called them uh, Mankane. 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 Okay. That's what we called them. Um, so yeah, Abyss. Abyss who now works backstage for WWE. Does. Call, call wrestlers by your own names for them is pretty alpha dog move, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I, I respect that. <laughs> How about the Edge and Matt Hardy cage match? Isn't remember? that the one that ended early? Like, didn't Matt Hardy get hurt or something? I... Uh, I don't... No, that might have been no, a regular match. No, I don't, I don't think it was this I'm one. I'm thinking about the first match Hardy came back against Okay, Edge that was SummerSlam. That's, yeah. That was the month before. Okay. Yes. But this one, this one's more intense, more bloody. I'm, I'm sure it's all... I'm, 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 sure, I'm sure it was awful. Yeah, <laughs> it was awful. Okay. I've, I've watched it, but yeah. here's the thing. All right, so I've watched it. Nothing really stuck out to me to remember it. Yep. You know what I mean? I just kind of put it, put it away. Okay. You know what I mean? Out of my head. I'm sure. So. You, I'm sure you have fond memories of Bob Backlund and Jimmy Snuka. Oh, the phenomenal match! Are you yeah. kidding me? Yeah. What's your favorite part? Who won? <laughs> Bob Backlund. When the bell rang, that was my favorite part. <laughs> well, in this one, Jimmy Snuka was actually the heel, and uh, he he climbs to the top of the cage and goes to hit the superfly uh, superfly splash, but Backlund moves. Stupid Backlund. Yep. So, we have two more lists here. We have one from Shep from Shepland, who I think is getting very tired over there on the couch. Um, we've got Edge and Matt Hardy. We have Jeff Hardy versus Kurt Angle, TNA Lockdown 2012. We have another vote for Bret Hart and Owen Hart. And we have Alistair Black versus Johnny Gargano, December 19th, 2018. So, alright, again, no. The... I don't know, man. That Matt Hardy match, like I said, doesn't do it for me. We guys are on the tail end of that Alistair Black match when I got here. It looked good enough. I'm sure I've seen it, but I just don't remember it. Yeah, you know, and Gargano had just turned heel. Are you sure? Uh, I wasn't before, but I am now. You're positive? I'm positive now. Who was the heel? Whose side was he on? Who? Gargano was, you know, was Tommaso well, turned heel? certainly wasn't on Black's side. No, but did Tommaso but. turn heel too? He was already here. Because they double teamed Alistair Black, right? They did, yeah. yeah. So they were both healed, but because they had that giant feud, they hadn't, you know, really oh. crossed that bridge yet with these I guys as heels now. Right, right. And then right. they got back together, reconciled their differences. Right on. I guess. Uh, but yeah, that Jeff Hardy, Kurt Angle, TNA lockdown cage match. Uh, Jeff Hardy wins. Yay! <laughs> was he Jeff Hardy or was he Willow? He was not Willow. He was definitely Jeff Hardy. Was he on drugs? Probably. Oh, yeah. They were probably both on drugs. They probably were. <laughs> <laughs> they probably Our last submission is from Hunter Scott over here. Yeah, it's me. Hunter, you want to 
Want to tell us who you are? Uh, who you yeah. put on your list? My list has, in chronological order, Jimmy Snuka versus Don Morocco at Madison Square Garden in 1983, Magnum T.A. versus Tilly Blanchard at Starcade in 1985, Bret Hart versus Owen Hart at SummerSlam 1994, and Ric Flair versus Triple H at Taboo Tuesday 2005. All right, awesome, and you've, you've told us that that, that Flair... Triple H match Taboo Tuesday. That's one awesome. of your favorite matches. You've already told us Magnum and Tully, one of your favorite matches. What was it about Snuka and Morocco? Was it the moment? Yeah, the spot. Yeah, I like, the spot. Okay. I, you know, I liked Don Morocco for a bit. Like, I'm sure it was good, but I remember it for that moment. Okay. All right. So, now, Brian, I'm dying to hear what your list is. All right. I'm going to tell you. So... I thought you were, like, leaning in to, like, oh. you know, <laughs> listen intently. <laughs> Obviously, Hogan and Orndorff yep. is uh, top of my list. I think it's the best cage match ever, if not the best match ever. Okay. For obvious reasons, which I told you before. Yes. Not going to get into it again. <laughs> I don't want to bore you. Number two, it's going to be Tully and, uh, you know, Magnum. <laughs> <laughs> you sure? <laughs> I'm getting a brain fart here. Man. It's been a long day. <laughs> it's been a long day. Um. Well, oh, that's two. Oh, here's, the thing, right? <laughs> here's the thing. I'm surprised no one put this on their list. Yeah. Um, I really, really liked it, and I'm I'm shocked. I think you're gonna be shocked about it because. I hate. I usually hate this shit, but Lucha Brothers versus the Bucks. I knew it at that AEW pay per view. Yep. It was phenomenal. Which, what was that? A couple months ago. I yeah, think that I was last know. month. Last month. What was it? What was the name of the pay per view? Anybody know? All out. All, All out. out. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, and it was September. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Man, that was just brutal. Was, you had everything. You had high spots. You had brutality. You had just everything you could want in a cage match, right? Yeah. I think anyway. My last one, Owen versus Brett. <laughs> oh, would you look at that? Whatever. Would you look at that? Well, I'm a realist. All right. We we have we have a similar list there. I have Brett and Owen. I have Magnum and Tully. I have Hogan and Orndorff, and I have Morocco and Snuka. Yeah. Yeah. But. We gotta find out what is on our Mount Rushmore. Here's the thing: I took that Morocco and Snooker off my list just now. For just that, now for that Tully and oh, boy. I did because wow. they were on my list. Yeah, but yeah. I it was. I'm I'm thinking about it. And I'm listening to the, to the list. Yeah, and it was either gonna be the Lucha Brothers off the list, or it was gonna be the Snooker and Morocco match. And that's the one that got the axe. Yeah. Wow. Let's do it, Tully and freaking Magnum, man. Uh, like, you can't you can't leave that off your list. I don't think you can either. No. No. Like that and Brett Rizzoan, those are quintessential. Those have to be on there. Alright, well. Let's get to the results here. Alright. So, we're gonna go back we're gonna work backwards here. So the matches with two votes each. Ric Flair and Triple H, Taboo Tuesday two thousand five. Edge and Matt Hardy, Unforgiven two thousand five. Hulk Hogan and the Big Boss Man, Saturday night's main event. Bruno San Martino versus Larry Zabisco. Harley Race versus Ric Flair, Starcade 83. We have two matches here with three votes each. 
That's America's Most Wanted versus Triple X from Turning Point 2004, and Ric Flair versus Kerry Von Erich. We have two matches here with four votes apiece. The Ultimate Warrior versus Ravishing Rick Root from SummerSlam 90, and Hulk Hogan versus Mr. Wonderful Paul Orndorff from, Summer, uh, from Saturday Night's Main Event. So that did not make the Mount Rushmore, Brian. But the four matches that did make the Mount Rushmore. Bullshit. <laughs> with five votes, Don Morocco versus Jimmy Snuka. With seven votes, Kurt Angle versus Chris Benoit from the June 11th, 2001 Raw. With ten votes, Magnum TA versus Tully Blanchard from Starcade 85. And the big winner with 15 votes, Bret Hart versus Owen Hart. Was that SummerSlam 94. It was almost unanimous. Oh my god, almost. Almost. We had 19 submissions this week, so only four lists did not have Bret versus Owen. That's kind of crazy to me. Crazy. So it's it's almost unanimous that the Hart brothers put on the best cage match. Yeah, I mean, I mean, all in all, what can I say other than uh, I didn't laugh at any of that mean stuff. Don't get mad at me. <laughs> Laugh at what? <laughs> he said he didn't laugh at any of the mean stuff. <laughs> no, that's not mean. It's just you know, <laughs> it's an observation, right? That's yeah, an observation, and I was merely theorizing scientifically. I'm a scientist. <laughs> I appreciate it because I hope that comes to fruition. You gave me hope. <laughs> if anything, so the next time we do this, are we doing this again? <laughs> I don't know, man. <laughs> like, well. If we do this again... I might be in jail for sexual harassment. (laughs) Jesus Christ. (laughs) If we do this again, we're going to do the Mount Rushmore of hardcore wrestlers. I'm hardcore. I'm hardcore. My eye. My eye in. My leg. (laughs) Yeah, I'm your leg. You make a touch one another. You're my structure in the basement. Stu Hart is not going to be on the hardcore wrestler list. You think Stu Hart is CTE? Um, well, you might. You might. It's a serious disease. It's not good. I sure hope that I'm on the Mount Rushmore of hardcore wrestlers. Well, yeah, of course. It's going to be, no. Who's that guy with that stupid uh, FMW thing? Uh, Tushi Onida? Tushi Onida? Tushi Onida. Bless you. (laughs) This is going to be a great episode. And I cannot wait... For you to tell no, everybody, it's gonna suck. You know why it's gonna why suck? I'm gonna, gonna tell suck? you. Okay. Shut up and I'll tell you. It's because <laughs> I don't, I'm not gonna know anybody on this list. All right, yeah. people already think I don't know wrestling, which I, they're probably right. I mean, a lot of the shit I remember, and like I can I can name you the card from like WrestleMania is one through fourteen. Sure. After fourteen, I can't name you a damn thing. All right, I don't know who this, this Toshio Nieder is. <laughs> I don't know who's Mr. Pogo and. Friggin' whoever else in Japan. Wing Kanemura. I'm sorry? <laughs> we should do a round mushroom. A round mushroom. We're, we're gonna do a round of mushrooms and record a. I should. I should. I should render myself that way in that state because I'm gonna be that way anyway. I'm not gonna have a clue what you guys are talking about. We should do a Mount Rushmore of Joshi wrestling. Be like, oh, Joshi, remember, uh, maybe someday? Oh, a hardcore wrestler, Mr. Pogo, when he had that freaking. Uh, Tarantula bite him in the, in the balls. Or, you know, I have the freaking those piranhas. Oh, Mitsuharu Mitsu, uh, Matsunaga. I'm sorry, Matsunaga. That's the one who had the piranhas uh, biting him. Like why? <laughs> it, 
It's Japan, what man. About the Crypt Keeper. Stupid. No. And Leatherface. Dumb. Not Leatherface. Yeah, Corporal, Corporal Kirshner. Oh, they're freaking having hardcore matches. But now, but you got to think about the the extent of hardcore wrestling. Terry yeah, I think Funk, it's pretty stupid. I am thinking about it. Mick Foley, Abdullah the Butcher, Bruiser Brody. All these people could possibly be on the list. Hayabusa. I think it's going to be hard for me. No. I, I've watched like one Bruiser Brody match in my life. <laughs> well, you're missing out. Yeah. I'm sure I am. <laughs> and it was the one where you shot on Lex Luger because I just want to see Lex Luger get scared. Hey, that was a cage match. <laughs> it was a cage match. But you know, like... Bruiser Brody just didn't feel like working that night. You just wanted to see Lex Luger get scared. I did. I, just, I, was, I heard about it and I was like, all right, I'm going to put Lug- Luger's trying to work with him and go, Wow! 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 <laughs> hey, like you know what's awesome? <laughs> Braun Breaker's awesome. Braun Breaker is very good. <laughs> He's got a great future. <laughs> what an episode! Wow! <laughs> so, let us never talk about Ric Flair again. <laughs> so, for Hunter. Hi. I mean, <laughs> bye. <laughs> And for Brian... He's hardcore! <laughs> I can't wait till this next episode, if yeah. we ever do it. Christopher Nowinski. We're not going to do it. You don't think we're going to do it? I doubt it. Well, the only way people can find out is if they go on YouTube and search Squared Circle History, or they can go on Instagram and search Square.Circle.History, or they can go on Facebook and search for Pro Wrestling Rushmore. You're not doing Square Circle History! <laughs> <laughs> Square dot Watch uh, the Norm McDonald Pokemon skit, and uh, I recently started a podcast. It's not wrestling, but uh, it's on Apple Podcasts and Podbean.com now. It's called Supper Planet. Oh, um, that's news to me. <laughs> it's a comedy podcast. Okay, I'll check completely it out. Completely improvised. Supper Planet? Yeah, Supper Planet. It's me to all my friends from high school. Oh, that's awesome. I had no idea. Well, this is excellent. Excellent yeah. news. Check out Hunter's podcast, Supper Planet. Apparently available everywhere on the planet. No, only on Apple Podcasts okay. and Podbean.com. Only or the on Podbean Apple app. Podcast in the Podbean app. Anything else to add, Brian? No, that's it. Okay. Well, then this is Ian saying good night. <laughs> <laughs>